This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's Spark Steeler fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It still stings. So where else would you rather be as the Steelers fans to enjoy this misery together? And I, trust me, I'm going to talk about misery. But with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't can't breathe it in. That game just oh. made me want to puke. I, I tell you, it's interesting because you know we're gonna dive right into stuff. Why not? You know what? I'm gonna do something else first before we dive right into it. Because for those of you who didn't watch the post game show or other things like that, if you didn't know, yes, I was there, and I'm gonna talk about a little bit with stuff that's there. And I will also tell you, I have been so busy since because I, I got home so late on Sunday that I haven't had a chance to watch the TV version of the game, and I haven't wanted to. <laughs> I, I just haven't wanted to um, because this is a compressed week with a game on Thursday that there's so many other things. But before we do that, I want I have to bring up something else. It is Steel Curtain Network related, and that is we have a winner. It's over. The, the Survivor Contest is over. The Donnie Shell signed football, which I have. It's sitting here somewhere close to me. Oh, my wife moved stuff. It's sitting on the other side of my screen over there, so I can't reach it right now. It it now belongs to someone. I got to get it to him. Okay. We had a winner. The screen name for the winner was Jimbo's Picks. And if you are, and if you, uh, come and read at steelcurtainnetwork.com or if you're in the comment section, you can go look at that article that I announced the winner. Jimbo is in there commenting on it, that he there won it. Here's what it came down to. Five people were left. Two of them picked the Steelers. Um, Jimbo picked Tampa that, that Bay. Hurt, that, that hurts. That hurts. That hurts a lot. Jimbo picked Tampa Bay. And the other two... Pick Jacksonville. And it was like, wow. Wow. So five from five to a winner in, yep. in, uh, week. That doesn't happen very often. No, because normally if you lose a bunch at the end, you lose them all. So if, if we would have lost all five, then we would have had to reset with those five where they where they would have to have to keep going. But uh yeah, this is think this might be the earliest that we had a winner without having to reset because everyone got eliminated. I, I I don't know. But anyway, congratulations, Jimbo. Just wanted to get that piece of business out there. Also to let you all know that oh, we should have pretty much our regular shows coming, except there won't be a preview Thursday night. It'll be the post game show. 
And uh, for those of you on the audio side, the Last Minute Thoughts and Stat Geek will once again get fused into one show uh, for Thursday morning. Other than that, let's let's talk about this, Rich. Aren't yeah. you glad that my daughter decided she wanted to go to the game rather than you go with me? <laughs> no. No. Okay, because let me just say something. Sorry, Vi, but this loss was your fault. <laughs> no, you know what? Because I have been undefeated since the fanless season when I go to Akershire Stadium. If so I'd was been there, I. I'd have won. I was I was undefeated as well. Correct. So you know so what? what so, so what's so so again? Then what is the variable? Sorry, I, I just have to admit your fault. I I wore pants. Oh! I didn't. And not only that, I didn't even wear the knee-high socks under the pants like I did the other two times I've worn oh pants. Oh, my pants. goodness. Because that's my new outfit. My new outfit is pants. And, you know, any other time, I for those oh, – Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Wait, wait. My game day outfit, even wait, at home, is pants. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Since when? Since this season. I, and, I mean, when it did you – the preseason. When, when, no. when did you buy – when did you buy pants? You know what I have? Black and gold Steelers camouflage Zubas. I, they are the pants that I wear out of the house to embarrass my daughter. <laughs> she picks on me because I wear shorts all the time everywhere. Snowing, everything else, I'm wearing shorts. So if, when I got them last year after the season was over, she's like, Oh, Dad, it's snowing, Dad. You're not going to drop me off wearing shorts. Nope. So I wore pants. I had to drop her off to her winter retreat, and I wore those pants, and I made sure I got out of the car. <laughs> she was so – but she had to, she had to be with well, me uh, at the game. Let but me yeah, just, let, I wore pants every game this season. All right, so then let me change my statement about the game. <laughs> it's, it's yours and Violet's fault. That the Steelers lost. No, well, honestly, it's, both it's, your fault. it's my both fault. Fault. Uh, I don't care. Both no, okay. And I, I tweeted why it was my fault. Because what game were you and I going to go to, Rich? Together. When I got it switched um, up at the last minute, I had I ended up with my tickets to the Ravens game. If you recall, were we, were we the Tennessee game again? Oh no, we were. It was the Ravens game. Remember? Oh. Because no. I thought I was going to go to the Jacksonville game. Oh yes, 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 my, yes, yes. My brother-in-law, yes, that our brother-in-law yes. uh, was 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 hooking up with tickets. That's why we like having season tickets. You know, he he was hooking up a friend. You know, to, to, to sell him our tickets to go to their first right. game. They couldn't go that weekend and asked if I, if I could switch, and they could go to the Jacksonville game. Which then he ended up getting COVID, and we had to sell those tickets anyway. Um, but uh, and I ended up with the Ravens game, which I don't want to go to with someone being. That lives here. That the only time I've ever seen the Steelers beat the Ravens in person was in 2004. When I remember I got, that when I got the tickets in my jacket pocket on Christmas, and the next morning my wife and I were at Heinz Field. Uh, no, that and that was, was my first ever Steelers game. That's what made that so amazing. Uh, Ben's rookie year. You know that, that was, was the last game. year. That was the last year I ever did Christmas with you all as, as family. Yeah, that was mine and Renee's last Christmas that we did with you. Mm -hmm. We started. Doing our own the very next year. Yeah, and and my my wife didn't let anybody know. Nobody, none of you all knew about it. Oh, we didn't know. It was yeah. a surprise she, to everybody, which made she it extra fun. It. 
And that was, you know, Ben's rookie year. And that was the game to, to wrap up the number one seed. Yeah. Uh, hit Plaxico Burris in the, in the corner of the end zone, blah, blah, blah. But any other time I've gone to a Ravens game, the, the Steelers have lost. So I didn't want to go to the Ravens game. So what did I say? I got mad after the Texans game because the Steelers lost to the Texans and Kenny Pickett got hurt. And what did I say? Do you remember what I said, Rich? I said, I am, and it was supposed to rain for the Ravens game. I said, I am not going to Pittsburgh to watch Mitch Trubisky lose while sitting in the rain. Yep. So I threw my tickets, got mad, threw my tickets on Ticketmaster. And they sold it. And went, it. Back, went back a couple hours later, said, you know what? Maybe I should go. Boom, they were gone. What did What happened? Karma got me. And I had to be forced when I went to my other game to watch Mitch Trubisky lose while sitting in the rain. Yep. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Okay, That's well, we're going to break it. We're, we're going to break the game down a little bit because, well, you know, one of the things is that if you look at the title of the show, it, it's almost. But they are who we thought they were. No, I, we changed a couple words. It's not that the Steelers are who we thought they were. It's that the Steelers aren't who they thought they were. And that is they thought they were a team that could actually take anybody lightly and not get their doors blown off. Sorry, you're not that good. And for people that are like, oh, the Steelers are so talented and blah, blah. No, they, they're not. They're finding ways to win by coming together and playing as a team. It's not like they have, you know, other than a few on defense, you know, Trent Jordan-Watt is the greatest defensive player on the planet. That's true. But especially if you look at the Steelers' offense, it's not like they've got all this talent. They've just got to do what they do with what they have. And everything. So, especially because to me, it, that's that's the, the the offense got to it. But I want to explain for those people that are out there and they're wondering. I haven't been. Lo- I haven't looked at the live chat yet. But do you want to know what it was like at the stadium when it came to the delays? Do you want to hear the stories, Rich? Oh, you asked if I knew what it was like. I was going to tell you. That's why I raised my hand. Yeah, you know what it's like. I'm going to guess that it was damp. (laughs) Well, see, here's the thing. Not everybody had to evacuate. Only those that were in the open seating. So if you'd have been there in your seats, Frosty the Bear, he's in the live chat. He was in your seats. We were supposed to meet up after the game. But after everything that happened, it just didn't work out. So because... Yes. I, I ended up. The bear, up. Did did it, did you stay relatively dry in my seats? Because that was that's, the whole that's what I was saying. I don't, they didn't have to move. They didn't have to move. From from what I understand, but I ended up being about twenty to twenty five minutes behind him. He's like, oh, I'm at the big inflatable um, Steelers guy out on the lawn. Like I saw his message. I was there twenty five minutes after him. You know, and and everything. And it's all because I had to take a detour. Route fifty one was closed at Nemecola. And I had to take what? this big detour. And when I came up to that, and the guy was going to tell, give me the directions, um, it's not good whenever they say, drive three miles that way, you know, before you had to, had to go all out and around. But what happened? I said, is there a wreck? He's like, no. He says an oversized vehicle came through, clipped almost every utility pole, and all the lines are down. Oh, good gracious. So from the, from, from the, like, the road right before Nemecolon, there's a little small country road four-way. Um, all the way up, we came back in where the light is right before the Dollar General there, just past where the you know the Bruder off. 
uh, just yeah. past the entrance to colon. That's yeah. where we ended up, but it took us more than fit more like at least 12 minutes to go around, if not 15. Um, wow. we were so, so we were held up a good 20, and that's about, after we sat in traffic. Yeah, and so. that's going around what would be about a two and a half to three minute drive. Mm-hmm. And took you 15 minutes yeah. to go around. Oh, that's yep. yep. That didn't drive next to the casino. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to say it's well, called at least, name, you, at least then you weren't tempted to go in and leave Violet in the car. Oh, yeah, I can't do that. Um, but I mean, we were almost to Ohio pile <laughs> where, where, where it took us out and around. So was late there. Sorry, I know. I hope everyone's all right with this. This is what this is the show. This is two brothers talking about what happened with the Steelers game. But so I was late. So Frosty the Bear, I'm I'm thinking he 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 should have not had to evacuate. Now what's crazy is they did not evacuate at the worst time. With just over a minute left in the first half, there was a huge bolt of lightning. From where we were, from where where we were sitting, I mean, I'm in the closed end of the stadium, looking at the jumbotron. It was just to the left of the jumbotron. Now, I mean, in the distance, but I'm just saying that. I mean, huge bolt the whole way down. That's when they got on video and showed on TV later. I bet because I, they I don't showed know. one that but, I would have from your seats would have been in about that spot. But that that happened with over a minute left in the first half. Nobody budged. I'm like, if this was a high school game, they would be running for the locker room. So nobody budged. It wasn't raining, but you had that big bolt. So then that was before the two touchdowns, if you know what I mean. Um, and and then halftime came, and that's when they said the announcement. The National Weather Service has said that a you know severe storm in the area with heavy rains and high winds. Please evacuate any of the open area. Well. It had just it had, before they said that. It, that's when it started to rain. Like it started to rain. Like as soon as they had scored the touchdown, the players they, they still had to do the kickoff and everything. And that's when it started to rain. I had a, a disposable poncho. My daughter had one each in our bags. I told her to go ahead and get hers on if she wanted to. I just took my terrible towel that you all sometimes see me at the post game show with it wrapped around my neck, draped over my head. It's a beach towel, and we were there. And it wasn't raining all that bad, but everyone was bolting. And then they made that announcement. And when they made the announcement, everyone was bolting before the announcement. It was halftime and it started to rain. They made the announcement, and I looked to my left, and I looked to my right, and both aisles to get out were all the way down to the field, and no one was moving. So I just turned to my daughter with a number of other people that are there that in my area and said, no reason to try to get up and try to go get in line. We're not going anywhere. We're not going to get out of the rain. So let's just sit here. And we sat there, and we sat there, and we sat there, and they kept making the announcements. But I'm like, we can't go. So finally, I said to her, I'm like, you know what? It's starting to clear up. The lines The lines at least passed where are we are in row Q. said, if I didn't at least try to get you out of here, and your mom finds out she'd kill me. <laughs> so let's at least go That's try funny to you finally said that because I'm sitting there thinking – Oh, Dave, did you tell Janice? So, <laughs> so I did. So I did that. We're we're walking up, but we can't go any further because you know why? Right. Where Where do the people from the from the? I've never been in the upper deck of the end zone where your old seats were. I've never been up there. Is there any kind of concourse of of any? Yes. Of anything out there? There's a little bit, but I think a lot of people from that one had to come. Were coming down to ours, and you because 
they had to evacuate because I mean they were high and everything there. So so they're getting out. The 200 levels not because they're covered, but there was just nowhere else to go. Everyone was still just packed in. And we get up there and we just can't go any further. So we start cutting down some other roads with some other people to get further down to another exit to get out because it's starting to rain a little bit more. So we get down there close to one that we think we can get out. Um, you know, th- you had no chance to get to like the restroom or anything like that. There was w- one of the actresses, stadium workers there. I said, man, this has got to be a lot of fun for you. He's like, this is so disorganized. They have no idea what they're doing. Is what he said to me. <laughs> What's so? What's bad is you know they go over all the evacuation stuff before they the didn't game. Do no, that what, what are we? Time they hadn't done it yet. They did it like a minute into the second half. They went over the evacuation. Nice. Oh, they didn't do it. Actually, you probably weren't in your seats. They do it before the game once or twice. I but was you in my it. seat forty-five right. minutes before the game. So. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, but even going through it just goes to show that um, their plan don't mm-hmm. work. Well, bottom line it is, worked. people. it's not that pe- there was just nowhere else for people to go. There yep. was just nowhere else for people to go. We finally got in and just barely got covered. Just in, under there. Then we moved a, just a little bit further because then it didn't seem like it was the edge of the, the, the tunnel was right on top of you. So and we're just standing to the side. And and Thirty-five seconds later, they announced, "Okay, you're clear. Go back to your." Oh seat. no! <laughs> People poured back into the stadium when they were still telling them to stay clear. Yeah. But when the sun came out, people started to go back in. We stood to the side. Side. Another atmosphere person comes through and says, "You can't stand here. You gotta. You gotta move out or go in." I'm like, "We can't go in. There's nowhere to go." And they're literally telling us, don't come out. And people are coming out anyway. And he's like, yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, we did that. I'm like, there's no reason to go back out. There's no players out there. We don't know what's going on in the stadium. I I have people message me like, what's going on there? I'm like, they're not telling us anything. I'm getting all my information off Twitter or X or whatever you call it, Twixter. So we, we go back and pretty much everybody stays. Do you know why people were asking you? Because they didn't say much of anything or, or give it any indication on TV what was going on. Just like, oh, there's a weather delay. Gone. Yep. Let's yeah. go watch another game. Yeah. So like, oh, okay. that one that one actually wasn't so bad. It was wet, but it wasn't all that windy and cold or whatever. Then you go back in, the Steelers get go out, force the three and out, get the ball, get at least what? One first down. Then you get the 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 botch snap a oh, bad snap that still could have been caught but wasn't so i would i'm putting fault on that we were talking about this before the show because i just i was mentioning how pff faulted both quarterbacks on both fumbles which especially the kenny big one was not his fault when the ball rolls to him um but i'm putting that one i'm going 70 30 i'm saying 70 on cole 30 on trubisky now, see, the other I, one... told, I told you I told you earlier I was actually basically flip-flopped on that because mm-hmm. as I told you, I figure 85% of the time or better that snap is handled and not fumbled. Now, of course, I got to watch the slow-mo uh, of the replay mm-hmm. um, where I told you that Trubisky should have secured the ball and then moved, and he still thought he had enough of the ball to go and basically kicked it out of his own hand. Yeah. I mean, and he could have just fallen on it, but I mean, think about it. The the other bad snap with Kenny Pickett, that killed that drive. That was on third down. Yeah. That's a weighty down. But we're, we're going to talk more about the game, but 
just just the whole experience of the of the delays. So you come in, they get that, they score the touchdown, and then they clear us again. But you could see that. I mean, it was back to blue skies. Now, one thing I didn't say about this game when it started, I was complaining at the beginning. I'm like, what is up? This is December. I was roasting to start this game. I was. It was so hot. I was dressed in layers. I didn't take my jacket. And I was still in a in, in my color rush uniform. I was roasting. I'm like, come on, man. It's not supposed I didn't I almost didn't even take my rain gear or anything because they had changed the forecast to no rain till six o'clock when I when I left my vehicle. So I was all happy. And then the storms rolled in. And then they roll in again. And that's when they send everyone off the field. Now this time we could I, I, we left, we went and got in line right away, and we made it out to the concourse. But I had a feeling a lot more people just kept going. They did that time. At halftime, well, because here's the other thing. Uh, yeah, after the second one, the stadium wasn't even half full. Well, I will be honest with you. We did not know. We just thought maybe because, you know, he got he he was on the injury report during the game. We just thought maybe that, that Kenny tweaked something with his foot. We didn't know he was out until we came back into the stadium for halftime. We didn't like we didn't get anything because of TV and stuff to know that it was that bad. I mean, we knew he had to stay out one snap, and then we're like, oh, if they're just taking the knee, it makes sense to have Mitch out there to take the knee. There was still the belief that Kenny Pickett was possibly going to be okay. We just well, didn't know. Well, that was the same same here to an extent because it was yeah. It they announced right before the start of the second half. Um. Uh, maybe he was, was maybe it was right right at the beginning of the half. It was announced Sayamalu out, Pickett doubtful. Yeah, see, I never was, got anything was, like he that. He was doubtful, and then when they came out and, and actually started the second half, then he was listed as out. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't know about Sayamalu until until I don't know if it was during that ninety nine yard drive or anything or, or or a different time. So, but I tell you, the second the the second one. By then, we were already wet. My daughter had taken off her disposable poncho. We went out, and it was all nice. And then it started to rain again. I'm like, here, here's mine. So I never put put one on. Plus, I don't know if my fat rolls could have fit in there anyway. So so, so I was trying to, to keep her dry. She's trying to keep her blanket dry so she can still use it. Um, And we were just – but that's also when the wind picked up. And then even out in the concourse, it was windy. So you're freezing cold – Packed in where you can't move, the wind whipping through while you're wet, and nothing to entertain you to pass the time. All they had of the TVs out there was a repeating picture of the radar. That's all they had on the TV in the concourse. Oh my gosh. So you're sitting there, you have no idea what's going on, no, no clue of I mean, I'm just checking Twitter to try to figure out what's going on. It was, yeah, it was. An experience. I was ready to leave. I even I messaged Brian and Jeff said, "What would you guys think of me if we left?" They're like, "I'd have been out of there a long time ago." And I'm like, "But honestly, the, my fear was I didn't want to go to the Clipper and have it not be running and have to stand down at the wind down next to the river." Yeah. So, yeah. So that was that experience. We, tri- we, we, we trickled in some stuff from the game, but I'll, I'll tell you another trickle, thing. From, let's, let's trickle in some more stuff from the game. Yeah. I said this on the post-game show. I tweeted out. I don't know 
if a Landon Roberts is just that good, or if Mark Robinson is just that bad. Yep. Because it was bad. I mean, put it put it this way: the gap between the two of them is huge. Yeah. Enormous. Now, whether now, that and, and, whether yeah. that gap is that Landon Roberts is that good, or is it that Mark Robinson's that bad? That I'm not sure of the answer totally, but the but the drop from one to the other was tremendous. Okay. And yes, they took a flyer on a seventh round pick. Remember, the other seventh round pick from the same draft, they didn't even plan on keeping through training camp, and they didn't. That's what a seventh round pick is. They took a flyer on a former running back, just turned linebacker. I get it. And he showed some promise. But I'm like last year when they brought him in and used him as a when no one knew what he what his strengths or weaknesses was, and they brought him in in that Ravens game, and he went out there against the run attack and really tore it up. But just kind of like the Steelers' offense from a week ago to this week, you put stuff on tape. When you put stuff on tape, then everyone's going to break it down and say how to beat that. And that's why against the Browns the next week they put Robinson on the field. Anytime he was out there, they checked to a pass in his direction. And they had to take Robinson out and not play him. Yeah. And that is why I know some people have been asking, wondering, what happened to Mark Robinson? Why won't they give him a shot? That's why. Because the Steelers' new inside linebacker coach knows he's not going to get it done, not just from a playing standpoint, but from a communication standpoint. He's sitting there. They're getting ready to snap. He's directing, pointing, moving people, whatever. And no joke, Minka Fitzpatrick, comes up behind him and removes people real quick. I don't know if you guys saw that on TV. I saw that right in front of me when they were when they were close to the end zone on that 99-yard drive when they were getting ready to score. So I know people like his position. He's got to make huge jumps next year for him to be on the 53-man roster because to me, yep. you have to have your backups better than that. And yes, the Steelers are now down how many inside linebackers? We don't know. Landon Roberts was estimated as being limited today. We really don't know if there's a chance he can play or not. But the problem is, I mean, when you're – and I know people I, – I, I know Shannon said in our Slack channel, like, Miles Jack was done last year. He's got nothing left. I would take a nothing left Miles Jack, who actually knows a little bit of what's going out there, than in his second season, Mark Robinson. Because yeah. it's it's Me just too. it's really bad. That's why there's that's why it's Michael Walker. That's why it's Blake Martinez. That's why it's Miles Jack. Because the Steelers know they can't put him on the field. And if someone goes down in game, they're in trouble. And that's what happened. I mean, yep. the, no joke. The Cardinals had 21 yards of offense until a Landon Roberts went out for the final time. Yep. And the first play he was out. It was third and four, and they throw a pass four, I mean, five yards down the field, literally a yard past the line in the middle of the field, and there's absolutely nobody there. It might have been more than five. It's hard for me to tell when it's that far away and coming at me. Um, and he goes for 21 yards because no one was around. That's got to be Robinson or Walker or something you else. Think. You'd think. 
Yeah. Well, if you if you want to sum it up as easy in the easiest way, you just go and look at at a at the box score and look at the Cardinals passing. Kyler Murray completed thirteen passes. Mm-hmm. Thirteen passes were completed. Hmm. Eight of them went to Trey McBride, the tight end. Yeah. Well over fifty percent. Yeah. In the passing game, the tight the tight end killed us in the passing game, and the Steelers couldn't stop James Conner. Wes A Wes Hickok, I guess he's now back to West H says I he's like he's like it was, I think about five yards on the catch. So thanks yeah, for I didn't think it was that. tremendously long. It was past yeah. the sticks. But, but he ran for another 15 yards. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, it wasn't like it was well past the sticks. It was I no, mean, it was but a yard it, or two past. The I sticks. think my comment as it went on, I was like, "Somebody want to cover that guy?" Yeah, but I'm like, I mean, on a third and four to have nobody there, especially when you have someone like a Kyler Murray who could have just taken off. I don't know if they blitzed. I don't know if someone. I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch it. And who wants to go back and watch that? No one. Okay, wants to. I mean. Sometimes you just have to. You couldn't pay me to. You couldn't pay me to right now. So I sat through that whole thing, sitting on the couch Sunday mm -hmm. to write knee jerk. You can't, I got paid for that. You're not paid. You couldn't pay me again to do it. See now, now, now let's go back and talk about, because I skipped over the earlier stuff to talk about the experience of being in the stadium for the delay and how that was. And it was, and how it made it a miserable time. If you're cold and wet but watching football is completely different because you have that to distract you. But when you're just standing, standing and huddling in the in the concourse, whole different story. Whole different story. So right, well, well, let me go let's back take and, our break. Oh, before you do though, because because okay. you brought up that kind of that that experience, I do want to say there was a good part to your trip. Okay. I really and enjoyed was, spending time and with it was in, it was okay. in the super chat from there Steelers Four Nine Nine. So had the pleasure of meeting Dave and his daughter on the Clipper ride over to the great to the game. Great conversation. Thanks for my wife and myself. The game sucked. That, that's <laughs> funny because I'm like, you ever you, you ever comment? He's like he watches on YouTube all the time, which says he would he, he usually doesn't comment. So there it was because I asked him what his screen name was. He's like, I don't use one. <laughs> so yes. Several and and I I didn't get to meet up with with Frosty the Bear, but I but I had him and it's so I, I feel bad that I don't remember everyone's first names because I had so many people around me talking to me and then other people that I met and and I told my daughter I said this is this is your job and everything, but I also had someone else on Twitter said where are you I'll come I'll come see you after the second um, stoppage. He came and watched the rest of the game with us. It was great. Yeah. Because so many people were gone. The people that were beside me, there was three beside me, and they had another group of two behind them. No one else was in their row. So they moved back with their people. And there was no one else in my row all the way to the aisle. Um, but we went there and embraced the suck and got to got to meet great people, which is always good stuff. And I just had a had a great trip with my daughter, especially on the way there coming home. It was so much later. I was tired. So, um, but, uh, so when you're struggling to drive, that's a whole different story. So yeah, I wanted to get that live, 
or that super chat when we came back. I hadn't read it yet, so I'm so glad that you went ahead. Yeah, and did you that. read it and basically gave a nice. I had I had looked at mm -hmm. it and you actually gave a nice little segue for it. So I was like, yeah. let's get that in before before the break. So let's go ahead and take that break. Let's break because I want to go back and talk about the beginning of the game and how everything played out and how very fragile things were and why the Steelers aren't who they thought they were. So if you're with us here, um, listen to just stories about the game um, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We're not going anywhere. And because uh, you know why we're, we're not going anywhere, Rich. We're not urinating on the fire, man. That's right. But if you're with us here on the audio side, stick around. We will be right back after these messages. All right, Steelers fans, let's talk more about this, about the misery of this game. <laughs> I had to imagine it was pretty miserable to watch it at home. It's not as bad to take a loss in the stadium because you're surrounded by so many people that are also dealing with the loss. And you kind of find comfort with each other, if you know what I mean. I, I've, I've said it many times, it's easier to handle a loss sitting in my seats than sitting on my couch. But... So I'll I'm, just say this. Yeah. Right after the Steelers fumbled and gave up the touchdown before the second rain delay, Kyle bailed on me. Mm -hmm. He bailed mm -hmm. on me. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I said, honestly, but I don't blame you because this game sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it did. Well, and the thing is, you got, how do I say it? Without Kenny Pickett, you kind of felt like it was the Jaguars game all over again and they weren't going to have a chance to come back. But they really did. But let's let's talk about everything about because to me, I felt that the Steelers controlled this game for the first twenty five minutes. Yes, I mean it was their game. Okay, they get the ball, and and they're they're coming down the field. Now they did something even before this, but it really worked. I should make that twenty pickings. minutes, not twenty five. It was huh? 20. They, they controlled the first 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but 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 they made the play, and on second and short, they took the deep shot to, to Pickens that they completed. Loved it. Great time to take the deep shot. But it seemed like that became a recipe for them even before that and after it, that yep. they would run on first down, get anywhere from four to eight yards. And then they wanted to try to hit a bigger play right then on the pass. But then you're left with third down, and they'd want to pass again. I, I mentioned this on the postgame show when I called in there. And I'm like, if you're running the ball for five yards a carry, you're like, oh well. It was what, it was okay to have times where you ran it on first and second down. Yes, I'm like, I'm like, or even the third down. If it's third and three, I'm okay with that. But what happened? The Steelers after that Pickens play, they ran it for for another nice gain on the next play. Two passes that were either incomplete or no gain or anything like that, and kick a field goal. I'm like, don't overthink it. You remember when I said I said this to Ben on the preview, I think it was, going into week two. I said if the Cleveland Browns were smart when they had Nick Chubb, yeah, we know what happened in that game, they would run the ball every single play until they were left with something that was longer than a third and three. 
Just run the ball. Never stop running. The Steelers were going up against the number 31 run defense. Couldn't stop them at all. And yet, two out of three plays, they're passing the ball. And they're gaining good yards on the runs. Now, when did the Steelers finally run on second down? When on first down, they lost some yardage. And it was like second and 13. And they ran the ball for like nine or 10 yards on second down. Because that's when you would expect them to pass. It was so, it felt so much like, it was felt like an overcorrection. You know what I mean? Yes. The Matt Canada, we know what's coming. This was so much of, they should know what's coming. We're going to do the exact opposite of that to where you could predict the opposite. (laughs) And the whole thing of being unpredictable means not doing the same thing over and over and over again. And so even if you're doing the opposite of that camera, when you do it over and over and over again, it's predictable. Yeah. So, but I felt that the Steelers, you know, they were decent with their execution up to that point. They settled for the field goal. That was deflating. Then you had the next drive. Was it the next drive that the Steelers went three and out because they because of the, the bad snap on third down, or was that the drive after that? I, I it was one I of those. I think it I think it was the second one. But I mean, my goodness, they're throwing James Conner for a loss or no gain on every play. You know, it, it they there was what no yards gained or anything on the first drive by the Cardinals. They had one first down on the next one. When they got their field goal, it's because the Steelers were pinned deep, had the punt, and had the face mask on it. Right? Was that was that the first half, if I recall right? Because it was it was being punted towards me, yes. so that would have been the first quarter. No, was that where they got a few or got close? Or am I thinking of the they stopped them on third down and it was the 15 yard penalty on the Landon Roberts? Is that what led to the field? That's the one. That's That's okay. I'm getting a couple things mixed up because, 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 and and the thing was that we were talking, I don't know what they said on TV, but man, did he he hit that guy? But at the same, but what I said, by the way, this is what I want to know by by watching it in person because I haven't seen it on tape yet. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question first before you say it. It looked to me like a Landon Roberts went in to tackle him and the runner ducked his head right into where Landon's helmet, where Landon Roberts was coming in. And no matter what he did, that's how he was going to hit. That's what it looked Dave, like in the stadium. Dave, do you want yeah. to know what it was? No. That, that flag should have been thrown 100 out of 100 times. Yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, it was it was vicious. Uh, no, no, and not just vicious. Okay, mm-hmm. Dave, the mm-hmm. ball was already so far past the receiver, mm-hmm. and Landon Roberts still took two more steps. Okay, before he hit him. Well, remember, it, it was like there was, was enough time for me. <laughs> there, right? You know, there was enough time that as the play's happening, this is when Kyle was still up there with me, that I yelled. No, before Landon Roberts hit him. Yeah. Okay. So it also was. So the big thing is, is he had no reason to still hit him because because Correct. my question was, it the the there was should have never been a hit running back right. He I felt like he put his head in harm's way. But at the same time, if he hit him that late, then that makes a lot of sense too. So yeah, it yeah. it was it was it was a vicious hit. 
and a tremendously late hit. Yeah. So even if you want to say the runner ducked his head and everything else, the hit should have never happened. Okay. Period. That's that. And, I mean, and not only that, but the hit was made. He wasn't trying to ease up. He wasn't trying to do anything. The hit potentially could have been avoided a hundred percent, but you at least got to look like it's easing up and you're and you're running into the guy. He just he just bulldozed the guy. And that was on third down, and that was a drive yes, that they got a field goal. That would have yes. ended it. But so, like I said, we couldn't we we couldn't tell. Like, but the I will say this. My daughter turned to me after that, and she's like, "Wow, you can hear them hit each other all the way down." The, you know, that was around midfield, wasn't it? Um, or at least, at least around at least the forty or so. Yeah, yeah, it was. It may have still been on their own side. Mm-hmm. It was for, for the play started was third and twelve at the forty at the Arizona forty six. Okay, so yeah, that's about where it was. But I mean, that it was loud. And it and, and honestly, I don't know how it looked on TV. It looked like he was out cold on the ground. It it was a vicious hit. Like I said, it it was a vicious hit. But I, like I said, I don't know that the way it sounded that they announced and what they talked about on TV didn't talk about the lowering, uh, you know, lowering of the head or anything like that. They talked it, about it being a vicious late hit, but unnecessary late. Okay. So, because that was something that I that I couldn't see. So, thank you so much for clearing that one up. So, but the Steelers did that, and and like I said, they had only given up twenty one yards, including for you know to, to get the the long field goal there. And then they're driving the ball down the field, and that's why I maybe it's the feeling in stadium or anything. If the Steelers, even though Kenny got hurt the play before, and yeah, he had he had Calvin Austin wide open on the left side. But I, that wasn't where he was progressing through when he and he took off. I'm I'm going to say this because they did show us that replay a lot. I think if Kenny's not getting in the process of getting hurt on that play, he extends the ball for a touchdown. Um, possibly he had it. There, he yeah. had it down. Whenever, yes. whenever he he did that. Yeah, he so, never. He he didn't even try to stretch the ball out, which is interesting because he usually. At times, tries to stretch the ball out yeah. when I think he shouldn't. Yeah, and I mean because that was that was close to the touchdown. If they would have settled for a field goal, you would have heard the booze like crazy. I know some people, you know, a lot of people hindsight that you should have taken the three points. I'm like, you just marched the whole because that drive started what inside their own five. It was at least inside yeah. their own ten. It was right in front of us. When it started. No, no, no. uh, uh-uh. it was at the started at the 20, one, 20 yard line. Oh, 20, okay, did it felt like yeah, it was the, a uh, let me see. I think I think the punt double check, but I think the punt hit the end zone. Got okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, now, that now was, yeah, and, yeah. That was the big boom with 56 yards, and they said they were surprised because that was the first time the punter had had a touchback all season. Oh wow! See, these are things you don't you don't hear when you're in stadium. Yep. But but I know a lot of people were critical of the fourth down. To me. You go for that. The defense had been throwing them for so many negative plays. Honestly, I turned to people around me. We expected a safety in the next two plays. Honestly, the way the defense was playing. Yep. We expected a safety in the next two plays Um, when they didn't get it. I didn't, people didn't like that they weren't under center. I'm like, it's a, it's a brand new quarterback. If they come in and go under center and fumble that snap, just because, 
what normally happens when a quarterback gets hurt. The center runs over and him and the quarterback take a bunch of practice snaps. I didn't see them doing that, but I didn't necessarily – I don't know if they showed that on TV or not. They did. He okay, and he, so did. he was? He, he took some snaps. Um, so I didn't Honestly, though, here, here, here's the only thing I can say about this, okay? Honestly, when you stop and think about it, Mitchell Trubisky is a much more athletic quarterback than Kenny Pickett. You could have quarterback snuck. The quarterback we should have snuck the ball. Yeah, I, I mean, was if Kenny Pickett's for, in there, then they're, they're going to push push it or whatever. I, 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 was, I was hoping. Brother I was, was hoping for a sneak. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was hoping for a sneak. I, and, I no joke because you know I talk to everyone around me. That's what we do. And I'm like, is Mitch Trubisky going to come in for one snap? Because at the time we just thought, oh, Kenny was just. Oh, he tweaked a little bit. Oh, he's got to come out for a play because they stopped it. I says, Mitch Trubisky going to come in for one snap and get a touchdown run. That's what I expected. And then they lined up in shotgun. I'm like, okay, well, hand it off to Nodge. They haven't been able to stop Nodge the whole game. I did not know that Sam Muller was out on that play. I didn't know. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Nobody did. Yeah. It wasn't until later that the announcer so, went back and, and realized it. Yeah, but my goodness, come on, offensive line. You need one yard down there. I don't care that Kenny's hurt. You got to show that you're going to dig deeper and give Najee somewhere to go. And even if even if they, they went under center, my goodness, I, I it drives me nuts how the Steelers run the ball when under center. The running back waits in the backfield for the quarterback to run the ball back to him when they run at when they run from under center. It's not like when when I was coaching high school, you took the snap and you turned and you were handing the ball off basically at the line of scrimmage. I don't know if they do that because they're afraid the defensive line could be too disruptive and knock. I don't know. But you hand the, the, the running backs running forward and getting the ball right there around the line. Just watch the Steelers run out, run out of uh, run from under center. The running back waits for the quarterback to run the ball back to him. So Honestly, sometimes which is, they get which is, which is okay if you're running a stretch play, but it's not yeah. a stretch play. Yeah. So if you're if that's what you're going to do anyway, taking the getting a shotgun snap and handing it off is actually makes it happen a little bit faster if you think about it, because it's faster for the snap to get back there than it is for the quarterback to run back there. So I and honestly, I didn't. I know KT Smith talked about it on the Here We Go show about running wide. I don't want them to run wide. They've been running right up the middle and getting five to however many yards every time. They had one one run play that only gained one yard up to that point, and that was the worst run play of the game. That was the one that stopped them. That changed everything. And I, I'm not going to disagree with the coaching call with that at all. No, honestly, the game changed two plays later. Yeah, because it was two plays later later the that Eleven Roberts got hurt. No, yeah, second and well, nine. the second play he got, he hurt. got hurt, and then the third down they third gave up three. They gave up the twenty one yards, and four, yeah. and that just started us. That just started a snowball. Yeah, and ugly. but yeah, but I liked the call to go for it because I'm because I, I even said if you don't get it, what are the car the Cardinals are going to be fighting for their life just to not give up safety. I never imagined that they were going to give up a 99-yard touchdown drive. You know, drive it all the way down the field. Because it wasn't even like a one big play got them there. They drove it and held it. And that changed everything. And the Steelers had, I mean, they come out at halftime and had a chance to get right back into it. And you had three and out, turnover, touchdown. 
Delay. And, you know, and, and you definitely go forward on that fourth down, too, because you look at it, up until that point, the Cardinals had had four possessions and had gained a total of 41 yards. With 32 of them coming on the one possession that got him the field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mr. Woodstock says, Dave, the old the old dive plays from yesteryear. That's what I want. I want the dive play. <laughs> um, and then, then Wes had said, question, why do running backs not so far behind a, a quarterback on short yardage plays? Honestly, I why? I can give you a reason. I'm not saying I agree with it. But if I were to guess the reason, my reason would be the threat of the sweep of running wide. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But see, that's just, why you used that's why I used to love the old the old, you know, fullback and running back in the old split eye. Mm-hmm. You know, the broken eye formation. You know, mm-hmm. the the to where you could do the quick hitter up the middle with the fullback and still have the, the running back back there as a threat to go wide. You, you yeah. had both options available, but nobody runs it anymore. Yeah. It yep. just, it, it, it's, we've lost a piece of, there are pieces of football that through the years have been lost that at times I wonder why they've been lost because I could see how they could still be valuable. Mm-hmm. But just people have deemed that they're that that oh that's a different era we don't do that anymore yeah well really yeah, so, because there were reasons why they did it and there were reasons why it worked but it just goes to show the Steelers aren't who they thought they were they're too fragile just think about it they had a game that they were dominating and they went from their quarterback and left guard who was to me the best I just say Amalu was the best offensive player on the field up until he went out. Up until he, he was, went out, he was. He, I mean, they were that one. I one time I turned to someone. I was like, "That hole was so big, I could have ran through it." And they were running right could, over Sam Malo. He's clearing he, people he, out. He could have played for the USFL team from Pittsburgh. He was a mauler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and so you lose your quarterback and your best offensive lineman that day on the same play. You fail two plays late, to go and, to one, and two plays later. Yeah, Three you, you lose your you lose, the, your you lose a position that might not be the most key position, but it is when you're on the when you're going with the fourth and fifth options. Yep, you know, so that that turn of events is what set this game to then kind of just get out of hand, where it was didn't get it ninety nine yard touchdown drive come out of halftime get the three and out stop bad bad snap fumble. Team's got it at the twenty-one, and you can't, you can't even, you don't bend, don't break, you break, you, you give up the touchdown. Yeah, you just. And break. I know you said about James Connor running all over the Steelers. I beg to differ. Okay, uh, and I know, you, and I know why you're going to beg. beg to you want to know why I, I beg to differ? He had the yeah. two touchdowns, and he was he was doing his thing. How many rushing yards did James Connor have? He had one hundred and five. Correct. Yep. How many of those came after Deontay Johnson's touchdown dance? Which that was a touchdown in front of me, and I didn't even see the dance. I didn't know. So, well, hold hold on, hold on. No, I know the answer. You don't have to look it up. I I already did. I was gonna say, you know how many rushing yards he had after that? Fifty-two. Was fifty. Okay, so of their fifty-two yards, forty-seven yards, and James Conner had fifty, and then and then Kyler Murray three. 
Neil Downs. That's because he gave it to Connor every time. James Connor every time. He had 50 yards. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, Connor ran all over him. I mean, he had 55 yards up until five minutes left in the fourth quarter. But you know what he did? He did what the, what the Steelers wanted James Conner to do when he was in Pittsburgh. He closed it out. Closed the game. He yep. closed it out. So he he got the touchdowns by 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 them getting down there. But I mean, it was Connor McBride. That was it. That's really all that did anything with this game. This game really was more about the Steelers not not doing what they needed to do. So. It's rough. So, anything else you want to say for the game? Um, uh, just glad that one's over. Let's let's hope things move on from there. And let me just, you know what? Let me kind of preface this. I'll be going into this a little more detail in my worthless two cents article tomorrow. And and here is, and part of this is where I feel what I've discovered about this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. What what you want in a football team is is you want a team that is on the high end, and then you want the difference between their 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 best and their worst to be small, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be where they're where the average game is on the high end, and they don't deviate from that a whole lot, better or worse, right? Mm-hmm. The Steelers right now are a their average is mediocre. Their high, their the the highest they go is is somewhere between okay and pretty good. Yeah, and their worst is god awful. What we saw on Sunday. Yeah, and the so what it is, and they that range that they play in is too big a range. Yeah. And to me, a lot of this was the offense. Now the defense, because the defense was getting the job done until Arizona figured out Atlanta Roberts wasn't on the field anymore. Um, now it doesn't mean well, the look, defense, they, look, they, defense they gave, they gave but, up the 99 yard touchdown drive. And that's what everybody remembers. But you got to remember that the other two touchdown drives were 20 were 33 and 21 and 21 yards yeah it's they were handed extremely short fields yeah now do they need to make those three and not seven they do yeah they do but but my thing is to me it's more about the offense and part of part of it is i'm just gonna say this from everything that i've heard all our whispers and everything that we get the the rest of the coaching staff and the players just despise matt canada they come out and the offense doesn't put up a bunch of points, but puts up a bunch of yards against Cincinnati. Cincinnati was a team that didn't give up a lot of points. I talked about that on StatKey last week, so it, it kind of made sense. Cincinnati was a team that gave up lots of yards, not many points, and the Steelers did just that. But they gave up even more yards than normal, and and the Steelers, you know, that was that was something they hadn't done for a long time with the yardage. It's almost like they let off the gas. They felt finally we're free. Finally, we can do stuff and be a real football team. Here we go, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we got a short week. It almost felt like they were preparing for their short week before they played their game on Sunday. Yeah. I'm putting this one on the offense. 
And, you know, Deontay Johnson said something today about taking him lately. Jalen Warren. Now, Jalen Warren, the question he was asked was framed a little bit that they did kind of set him up to make it to where he had no choice but to say that. Um, so I didn't really care for that one. But Deontay Johnson really doubled down on it uh, today. So, but to me, that's like you had one decent game with yardage and you think you're good enough to, to not be – hyper super focused this offense has no choice but to be super focused yeah just to keep their head above water you don't get that luxury matt canada being gone did not did not take you from uh barely nfl offense to one of the top in the league that can that can beat teams even when you don't have your best stuff you got to have your best stuff all the time yep got to be the eight game every week who you are that's who you are now I want to say one other thing before we get to this week and everything, and that is this. I've seen on social media and other people refer to this as, oh, it's a Tomlin special. This is the Steelers losing to an inferior opponent. That's just something that the Steelers do, okay? And guess what? You're right. They do that. You know what I'm going to say? So does the rest of the NFL. So does everybody else. Yep. <laughs> My goodness. I was saw looking it last at, night. Yeah. Saw, well, saw it yeah, last night. Well, because here's the thing. I was looking at games since 2020. I, this, I was compiling some numbers for Stat Geek, but I'm not even going to get to do this on Stat Geek because I also have to do last minute thoughts. Games of where teams were favored by five points or more and lost. There were three of those games this week. The Steelers were one of them. The other two teams that lost that were favored by five or more points, Kansas City and Jacksonville. Jacksonville's favored by 10. Yeah. By 10. So this happens. I went through and, and did a bunch of the numbers and everything else. The Steelers, since 2020, they have lost, they have lost games where they were favored by four or more points four times. The Bills have done it nine times. Yeah. The Ravens have done it seven. Now, a lot of that has to do, part of the reason you lose games where you're favored by that much is the fact that you're playing games where you're favored that much. You know who hasn't lost any games where they were favored by five points in, in, the, in the last, is there since 2020? You know who hasn't? Wait a minute. Who's the, who's the worst team in the league? Let's say. The Jets haven't. They've only yeah, had because, one game. Yeah, they've had one game where they favored by the five points. The haven't. They've only had two. Yeah. The Panthers haven't. They've only had one. The Falcons haven't. They've only had two. The Bears haven't. They've only had two. Now, there's one exception to that. Since 2020, the Miami Dolphins have been favored by five points or more 15 times, and they've won them all. That's wow. impressive. That's impressive. That's impressive. But you get other teams. Like, like Houston has one loss out of four. Okay? Stuff like that. I mean, there, there are teams that don't even have winning records when favored by five points. The Las Vegas Raiders have been favored by five or five times they've been favored by five points since 2020, and they've lost three of them. You know? So yeah. the Steel, they're not great. They're not great. They're in the 20s when, it would, when you'd rank them by win percentage. But, I mean, I throw out a bunch of these games. Teams didn't have at least four games. I wouldn't even count it. But, I mean, my goodness, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been favored by five or more points six times. They've only won twice. 
They're two and four. So yeah. people that think this is just a Mike Tomlin thing, why do you think there? Why why do you think there aren't teams that are going zero and seventeen all the time? Because teams that are supposed to lose games still win games, and teams that are supposed to win games still lose games. And when it comes to the Steelers this year, sorry, I'm getting on my soapbox a little bit. They have lost two games this season in which they were favored. This one and in Houston. And as we can see now, now Houston, they got their doors blown off. But as you can see now, if the Steelers were to play in Houston again now, there's no way they'd be favored in right. Houston. Yeah, correct. Okay. People are like, well, 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 what about the Browns? The Browns were still favored in that game. The Browns were still favored in that game that the Steelers lost in Cleveland with, without Deshaun Watson. So I know sometimes you can talk about teams with bad records in December in the Steelers. I didn't have a chance to – that's much harder to compile and everything. But let, 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 let me tell you one other thing here. Bring up one other thing. So, you know, we, we all, mm-hmm. if everybody's like me, yesterday morning, I mean, was just awful, right? Yeah, yeah. just woke up and it just not going to be a great day. Guess what? Yeah, you know, the person, you know, one of the guys works for me, the huge Jacksonville fan, was the same way this morning. Yes. <laughs> and, he basically talked about watching the crap fest he had to watch last night mm-hmm. and how angry he was. And he said, angry to the point, I'm not talking about it anymore. And yes. walked out of my office. <laughs> and I know, and honestly, we wouldn't have talked about this game this much if it wasn't for the fact of me being there to kind of share the experience of the who evacuates for 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 thunder and or for lightning in Pittsburgh in December. I mean, come on. Who would have? I'm that just never would have been on my bingo card. <laughs> I'm just wanting to see then if the old meteorological tale comes true then for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Don't you? Because don't you know what that is? What's that? Oh, that if you have a thunderstorm in winter, you'll have a snowstorm within 10 days. Hmm. Let's see it. We'll that comes, see. and believe it or not, at least here on down here mm-hmm. where I am in, in Maryland, that comes true a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll and of course, we still get a lot of people screaming about Kenny Pickett, who honestly, the offense was fine when Kenny Pickett was out there and then he got hurt. Yep. Yeah. If exactly. Kenny Pickett doesn't get hurt, they win that game. I mean, they score that touchdown and everything's different. So. Yeah, so people can still complain about Kenny Pickett. I mean, and I mean, do it, do what you got to do. But and it's not that Trubisky was bad either. But I just think everyone else would have played different. Not even necessarily. It's not that Trubisky was bad, but the whole flow and continuity of the offense just changes. Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 just different, and it should be different. You, you would think it would be different. When you got yeah. a different person driving the car. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. All right. So, so we move on. Yeah. We're, we're obviously running over tonight, but that's because I had stories to tell from the game. So, Rich, Thursday night. What I didn't have a chance to look up, and I was going to, because I'll talk about it Thursday morning, is how do the Steelers respond? How do they typically respond to games? Jim Wexel called this game. 
about when the Steelers played two back-to-back division games, they have a huge letdown afterwards. They're like three and seven when they play back-to-back division games, let alone on the road. He expected a huge letdown, but he thought they could still win with it. And like I said, even with the big letdown, I still think they win if they don't lose lose their players. So now you know what you have. You know you don't have your quarterback. You've got Roberts was at least at least participated somewhat in the walkthrough. I, I'd be shocked if he can play on that coin. But you know he wants to play against New England. This is this is one he probably had circled on his calendar ever since he signed with the Steelers and the, and the schedule yeah. came out. So. The thing is, do the Steelers generally put together back-to-back bad performances? If the Steelers lose to back, back-to-back two-win teams in December, they don't deserve to win any more games. They don't deserve to be 500. They don't deserve to be in the postseason. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding exactly. me? Exactly. Playoffs? You, you kidding me? You kidding me? Yeah. So... That's that's what this game really is. So is this a quote-unquote must-win game? Like I said, I don't like must-win games until it's mathematically possible for that. So I so it's going to be like we said before. It's a can't-lose. Yeah. It, it's you a, can't, it can't lose. Can't you lose can't lose back-to-back games against two-win teams yeah. at this point in the season. You can't, you can't. lose. You, you can't. can't. You can't. And I still don't know if we can be talking about playoffs. But you just can't lose this game. You can't do it. Right. I think we'll get a better evaluation from this team based on this performance to know, is, is this team that we saw on Sunday? But they are who we thought they were. Is that yeah. who they are? Or you know, was that a team that just didn't stay focused and now learned their lesson? Is it Was the lesson learned too late? It's fine. So, you know, um, longtime listener of our show, Thaddeus Kennedy, who doesn't get to come live anymore based on his work schedule when he has to go to bed, typically. Um, he, he was texting me earlier today, earlier this evening, and he was asking, and, and, and he brought up something about playoffs. I said, honestly, I said, right now, you don't think about playoffs. You don't think about where you finish. You don't think about anything. Really? The right now, more than ever, it's really just what is the next game? What do we have to do? And then when that game's over, you say, okay, what is the next game? What do we have to do? And that's how the Steelers should be going through their season right now. And and we as fans, we always like to start looking far farther and farther ahead and think about those things. And we need to understand that 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 the Steelers uh, inside the locker room, they probably aren't. And honestly, they can't because it really, because I think that's part of what happened this past week. Mm -hmm. They got to look into the short week and think about what they needed to do. Hey, let's put the whooping on, on, on Bill Belichick uh, when, when the Patriots are down and people got to thinking about that and we lost sight of the Cardinals um, and we lost the game. It needs to be, what do we need right now this week? And I mean, it might not even be necessarily the opponent. It could have been just losing focus, knowing that as soon as this game's over, you've got to try to get healthy and turn around and not have much recovery time to play again on Thursday. It might not have mattered if they played. If the same thing could happen if these if the opponents were switched, it very yes. well could have. Because it's the whole notion of I'm going to play this game, and as soon as this game's over, I've got to get 
hyper, you know, if you have that routine to get ready to have your body ready to play and practice for the next opponent, you've got to put that into overdrive. You might have been thinking more about what you're doing three hours after the game than even what you were during the game because of what you had ahead of you. So don't forget that as a possibility uh, when, when you're thinking about the Steelers looking past. It, it could have even been not even the opponent. But man, no, but 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 it could have been. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just the focus came off of what do we need to do this week. And as soon as you start thinking about something beyond this week, you've put yourself at a disadvantage. Yeah. So we can sit here and as fans, and we can talk about playoffs, and we can look at the schedule moving further down the line and what needs to be done. But I can truly understand in the locker room why that entire focus is going to be. We can't think about that. We can't talk about that. We need to think about what we can do this week to get a W. And then we can look after the after that game's over. Then we'll look at the next week and we'll figure out what do we need to do to get a W. You know, and, and that's that needs to be the mentality within the locker room. Um like I said, we're, we're all going to look at it different because, I mean, come on, we're, we're fans and we want to yeah. analyze things and that's what we do. Uh, and and it's okay if we want to worry about that. But I don't, I don't want the Steelers to be thinking about or worrying and about that. Let's look at what I said on the flip side. The Steelers could have been like, oh, man, what am I – after the game, I got to start getting prepped for this whatever to pl- turn around and play again on Thursday night. Guess what they get to do this week? They don't have to worry about that at all because they got nine days. Some people didn't like yeah. that. Oh, now it's a Saturday. I love that the, that they moved that game to a Saturday. Yeah, and I'd rather have the one less day after the short after on the mini buy because they play on Saturday the next week as well. Then you get a regular week in between those. Yes. So I, I really like that the, that the Steelers have that. But the, this opponent, I mean, New England. I mean, Stevenson is is he's week to week. He's they're expecting he's not going to play Thursday. You know, yeah. he's was their biggest offensive weapon. Um, Ezekiel just isn't the same or really done what he needed to do there. I, I haven't really wanted to watch New England much because they're, they're no, they're, they're kind of like the Steelers are boring to watch. Yeah. This could yeah. be the most all time boringest game ever. <laughs> and trust me, if I wasn't a Steelers fan, I would not watch this game. Yep. because you have two of the most boring teams from this season that are going to be facing off against you i mean the the only thing that to me that could be worse is if you were if it was the patriots and panthers yep you know that would be pretty bad but we need to get rolling into this i don't have the preview so i get to give my score too so the last i saw it depends on what line you look at i looked at it last no i looked at this morning and the over-under, the Steelers are still favored by, like, six points. Ugh. But the, the over-under is, is 20. 30. <laughs> oh, 30. I'm, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. 30. I mean, no joke. I mean, I'm going to check it again right now. This is a, this is DraftKings. Okay? 30. 30. Let, I'm, I'm double-checking. This is two, teams, this is two teams that can't average yep. 15. I'm taking the under all day. Steelers. Minus six over under. Th- I don't think there's been a 30 for a very, very long time. 
that it's been 30. Now that can change up until game time because what the line only matters. It can only set a record if it's the because it moves what it is at kickoff. So, yeah. but man, 30. So, Rich, you're gonna give your score. I'm gonna give my score, then we'll put it out there for everybody else to to give their score. Don't put it in there early. We're not going to read it, and we also don't want you to influence her. I already have mine in my head. I know what I'm saying. Oh, I've had mine in my head since before okay. we went on the air. So um, I got burned. Uh-huh. I got burned because at one point I said I, I didn't know if or when the Steelers were going to have to do more, show more consistency before I can, could consistently pick them mm-hmm. or feel good about picking them. And I felt good about picking the Steelers last week, and I got burned. Um. With the injuries and everything else going on, you're looking at this game being two really good defenses. There probably will not be a lot of points. I'm taking the Patriots uh, score of five to three. <laughs> Your score is not that far from mine, believe it or not. Um, I don't know that the Steelers find the touchdown zone. It might take the defense to do it because the Patriots offense is that bad. But I think the defense can get it done otherwise. You ready for my score? I have the Pittsburgh Steelers defeating the New England Patriots 9-3. to That's what I have right now. Now, that might change by the time the staff article comes out on Thursday. But the way I'm feeling now, I'm like, this game looks like it's going to be no fun. Now, could the Steelers bounce back after that play? I mean, the worst thing for the Patriots is probably for the Steelers to lose the week before. How many times do we say that when the Steelers are taking on AFC North team? That you're like, oh man, if they if they take a bad loss right before the Steelers, that's usually not a good thing because of them bouncing back. So that could be the way Patriots fans are looking at. It. Oh man, I thought maybe we could knock off the Steelers, but after they got beat so bad by Arizona, they're going to come out, you know, with a whole different attitude. We'll see if that really happens. But that's that's what I have right now. We got scores blowing up, so yeah, we were going to try to keep this to a shorter show tonight, and that didn't happen because I knew you wouldn't. Yeah, Austin's got thirteen another. Whoever the other team is, <laughs> so she has the Steelers not being able to score at all with with good old Mitch Berger. Uh, remember, if you don't say a t- team, we assume you mean Steelers. Uh, Kathy Ford says fourteen to six Steelers. So, so we got mom and daughter on opposite sides. Opposite sides. On you got Brian Brown says five to three Steelers. Game-winning safety on 99-yard drive attempt. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gabriel Golden thinks they're going high scoring, 26-20. to 20. Okay. Yeah, he's taking Oh, yeah. That would be Steelers. He says uh, Steelers, not Patriots, six. Wizard or Boz. See, you know things aren't going right in the game. They just don't have it together when Boz even misses a field goal. Which looked to be – I was it was going that away was from me. Weird, that was it a weird like – It went and then just – it just and there was off. no wind. There, there was uh, the, there was no yeah. the flags on the goalposts were hanging straight down. Mm-hmm. But that like a weird. lot of places, you don't you can't always trust the flags that that That's when the right. ball gets up and there, I, and that, yep, that it my, that it because it got to a certain height and it just took off. I know if you watch that. Okay, so I said Sean's right. Okay, yeah. uh, Tom Vallejo says Patriots sixteen, Steelers six. Mr. Woodside says Steelers 16 to 9. Steelers Pittsburgh says 6 to 3 Steelers. So a lot of people were thinking Thomas is back at it. Thank you, Thomas. Thomas nice Riley. to see you're back. Steelers 17, Patriots 17. 
Okay, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. She's got she's got three to nothing Steelers or zero to three Steelers. Okay, um, Footsbig has thirteen to ten with the Steelers in an ugly game. Okay, yeah. I mean, really, what would make Steelers fans feel better if the Steelers win this one by two scores? But especially with a backup quarterback and everything, I, I don't know that they're capable of doing such a thing. I really don't know. It would make us feel better, but I, I don't know that they could. Do, I don't know that they're capable of it. The two scores to me is two field goals because the Patriots can't get more than that. Um, Rob Fitoff says Steelers get two safeties and win four to three. Um, Christopher Eleven has thirteen to or ten to. Sorry, well, I misread that big time. Yeah, ten to thirty-one time. Steelers. That Mitch is going to come out and tear it up. Uh, Wes has twenty-eight to three New England Patriots. Um, because. You know, Wes is one of those guys when the Steelers lose, they're going to lose the rest of their games. And when the Steelers win, they're going to win the rest of their games. And that's why we love you, Wes, because you're very consistent with that. He no, he rides the emotional roller yes, coaster. Yes, he does. He 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 embraces the emotional roller coaster. Okay, David Poe has a 13-13 tie. Um, let's see. Gavin Anthony has a, a Steelers 16-13. It'll <laughs> set offensive football back. My score will set back offensive football back 20 years. But look at it. The Patriots have gone three straight games, haven't given up more than 10 points and lost all three of them. Okay. Harvey Stone says 11 to 10 Steelers. Joseph Donovan says 17 to 13 Steelers. Knight Riders have 16 to 9 Steelers. Book it. Okay. Outside Steeler fan has good guys 17 to 12. He's like, Mitch is going to be like at Carolina last year. Um, uh, uh, Jim Leoski, I think I got that right. Um, says, um, Bosomatic goes, he's the one who came up with the uh, it's probably Jim Leoski, that he's the one who came up with the Bosomatic first to put on a t shirt, by the way. Who says, Bosomatic goes four for four but loses 13 to 12. Okay, uh, state of the Steelers, Daniel J has 12 to six Steelers. I'm feeling you, Daniel, with that, uh, that kind of score. Okay, Gary has 20 to 13 black and gold, which speaking of black and gold, we didn't even mention the Steelers were in their color rush this weekend. Uh, not this weekend, this Thursday. Got to get the day right. Okay, uh, still Steelers Reaper, who met me on the on the Clipper, has 12 to 9, another close one like that. Uh, uh, what do we got? Sherry Richards. Sherry Richards has 12 to 3 Steelers. Um, AFL 67 has Steelers 10 to 6. You know, I, I could totally see that score. Uh, Valley Ford says 17 to 10 Steelers. <laughs> what <laughs> Kathy says about wet and frozen. That I, Did you see the postgame show? I so, did. Okay. I didn't that's comment what I on think. anything because I, I was stewing, but I was saw the postgame show, saw you look like a drenched puppy on the postgame show. Well, that's why I put wet and frozen as my name because it was on my phone, so I had to type in a new name. Yep. Um, and that, that's what I went with. Okay, Tyler W. says, both defenses set up short field Steelers 16-9. to Okay, Seth W. says 9-3 to Steelers. Uh, Jerry Cherry Band says 16-13 to Steelers. And no one you know says 12-9 to Cheatriots. Uh, let's see. Kevin Brokenborough says uh, Steelers 20, Patriots 9. Let's see. Uh, Steelers Pittsburgh guys this. Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones? Bailey Zappi seems like he kind of tipped the hand. He says, I'll, uh, he's like, I, I know, but I'll let coach announce it. So to me, that says that it's Zappi. Okay. <laughs> Wes says, you're not wrong, Dave. You're not wrong. <laughs> yes. Um, 
What else do we have? Oh, Jamie Carlo says 10 to 10 to 3 Patriots. Uh, am I missing any more? Um, I think that's it. Right. Nope, you got them. I got them. All right. So, Rich, you know what? This makes me not want to go to a Steelers game again for a long time. The only way I'm going again this year is that the Steelers win the AFC North and host a game. Playoffs, but then I don't yeah. think people want me to go. Yeah, I know because you know what? What I'm that's that's what I shouldn't be doing. Oh no, you can I, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't take Violet. Yeah, well, and you got to wear shorts, and I got to wear shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rich, what do you want to say here uh, to close this out? Hey, hey, you know what? Um, let's put that one behind us. We got it. Yes. Um, Short week, good time to have it. Yeah, it 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 was it was ugly. I I didn't want to think about it. Um, To top it all off, I went to bed then finally on Sunday night and got a call for work and had to get up in the middle of night and go into work for three hours. Isn't that great? Which then, of course, just makes that Monday morning suck fest (laughs) that you always have after a loss even worse. (laughs) And I I was just like, oh, so it's rough. Okay, uh, so so I I I hope honestly Thursday I just want to see better football. Just look like a football team. Look like a football team. Look like guys that are out there and want to play. That's it. Just look like you want to play. <laughs> Make me not be angry that I have to stay up and write a knee jerk reaction article Thursday night. And watch that instead of getting to go to bed. Yep. That's it. That's all I asked for. Yeah. It, it, you know, I'm going to be there one way or the other. You know, it's the Steelers. It's Steelers football. Every week we get closer and closer to the end of the season. And whether the Steelers are playing good or bad at the end of the season, I always then spend a couple weeks missing Steelers football. Yep. No matter how it ends. So, at some point, I'm going to be missing it. So Thursday night, hoping for some better football. I'm going to be sitting on my couch watching it. I know Kyle, even if the Steelers are doing well, I don't know if he'll make the end of that game. Depends on how late it starts to run. But I'm going to be there watch it. Stay up watch the post-game show. Can't wait. Wait.